What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the HBO's podcast. We're the HBO, Sam and Maddie. Hello. Oh, we got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. Improvements. Improvements. Uh, small but mighty. Uh, today, we're talking about Yellow Jacket Season 2, Episode 7, called Burial. That's, um, I mean, to be honest, I don't think there was any actual burials unless maybe there was a few. I don't know. We're, we're going to get into it. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. We're here uh, while I'm in this fucking monologue of the beginning of this. I'm just going to give out our, our, you know, friendly spoiler warning that all Yellow Jackets is on the table if you haven't seen it to date, including season two, episode seven called Burial. Go away. Watch bye. it come back. Bye. Get out. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah, I guess let's just kick things off. Wow. That was one minute. I got all that in. That's great. That is that is optimal timing. But yeah, let's kick it off, Betty. Uh, let's talk about overall thoughts. What did you think about this episode? Um, I thought it was super fucking dynamic. A lot of shit happened. A lot of crazy shit happened. Um, that's really all I have to say about it. It was super exciting. Yeah, we are gonna um we spent a lot of time breaking down how we're gonna talk about this in this episode, this podcast episode. So uh bear with us. We will get to if you're listening for a specific reason, we will cover it for sure. Um, but yeah, my overthought is uh number one. We're horoscope babes, and I'm an 11th house full as fuck, 11th house stellium, and I love a reunion. I really love a reunion. So I was excited last episode when we got them all together at Lottie's culty compound, and you know, and now here we are with all the montages and all the therapies and all the group work, and I'm fucking here for it. I'm excited. Um, yeah. Also happy that the girls finally got out of the fucking cabin. God, I was sick of looking at those walls. um yeah so overall thoughts they're good this is this is probably my favorite episode since episode two there's there was a big big dry spell for me for a sec i was like wow what is slow yeah it was a little slow like the last few episodes definitely felt context building um we were getting some story uh i don't know i just yeah this felt like a turn yeah definitely um, um, so, yeah, yeah, let's just fucking jump right in to Shauna, right? She's- right, yeah. So we have the postpartum, right? We're going to, mm-hmm. well, yeah, we'll talk about that. Number one, I just want to say on this topic is um, them starting the episode off with uh, that Nirvana song and um, called uh, Something in the Way. And it's such a good song. And it was actually really, really perfect for this and just showing how kind of depressed they all are after they lost the baby. And mm-hmm. I think that, that brings us into like a lot of what happens for them in the wil- like in the wilderness side of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess first topic is missing Crystal slash Kristen, right? Uh, um, yes. <laughs> yes. So... Well, just just before we go into that, Shauna, I just want to say, does a healthy thing and she goes and because the baby was stillborn, she goes and she like has her moment and buries it alone. So burials. Um, 
but like it was kind of it was horrible it was so sad but it was really I, I thought it was very touching and good for Shauna because of like the experience she went through with Jackie that took her a long time mm-hmm. so I was just like okay good like you're you're moving through this I think in a healthier way because you've learned from some previous experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and this is way worse you know so like I I just appreciated that moment from her yeah um, um, in the woods I know I did too the reason why in my intro I said was it a barrel because like she doesn't really bury it she just kind of she buries it under rock so I guess yes but like the um yeah I think that throughout we got to see I mean a lot of just the grief stages from her even like at the very end uh which we'll get to but it was yeah it was nice seeing the almost not nice it was awful seeing the aftermath of it but it was nice to like see it played in a way that was so what what we could think is so realistic um mm-hmm. yeah and you're totally right like her having grieving Jackie like just just before this um and you know grieving and eating sorry guys this is a comedy podcast like if you came here for some sad shit then sorry like really um, <laughs> this is how we move through sad things we're yes. so sorry <laughs> we deflect with comedy yes. um, yeah so with her having gone through that <clears throat> I think it was really interesting. Also, her at one point goes back to the shed and is like, oh, my God, Jackie, I need you. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I just want to say that Sophie Nailies, who plays um, young Shauna, is so fucking fantastic at crying that I literally never want to see her cry again because Bro. she makes my bones. Bro, that was – okay, I just want to put this out into the world. I'm really glad that you brought up the cry scene from her because one of the best cry scenes I've ever seen, and women always do it well. My boyfriend and I always talk about how men – like, it's really hard to sell us on a cry scene, and we'll analyze it. We'll be like, oh, did you believe that? Like, while we're watching something, and a lot of times with men, it's a no, which makes me sad, and this is why. This is why, because look at the standard that these women are setting. Oh my God, I know. Some of these cries are like, I have cried that cry before. Or like, I have like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's just like her even getting like choked up while she's doing I'm like, that's how you do it, lady. Like, if you don't feel like you're about to die by choking and lack of oxygen while you're crying, you're not, maybe you're not that upset. (laughs) <laughs> like maybe, maybe there's a, not there's a threshold upset. of like i actually need to calm the fuck down otherwise i might die alone in my living room on mm-hmm. the floor mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So, so yeah so yeah she she's so good she's so freaking good and i'm just like you know i don't i just hope that like her crying days are past her not because like raw emotion we love this we love the talent but like Fuck, it's just hard, man. It's just hard to watch. She's been and- through horrible things so far. I mean, they really all have, but like, man, Shauna. Yeah, dude, it's definitely. Um, so we have the the missing crystal, right? Missing crystal yes. slash Kristen. I'm it's gonna pistol. I love that nickname. I know. By I'm the way, like, why couldn't they give a good name for Kristen, like a good nickname, or like, is there a good nickname for Kristen? Kristen the piston. I mean, like the basketballs. Oh, the Pistons. Mm. <laughs> We're also sports galleys, so like the Pistons. Yeah, that's kind of pistols a lot cooler. I um, think so. 
you can pull out your little finger pistol and be like, pew, pew, pew. it's really cute. It's so cute. Um, so she's missing and Misty overhears, um, of course, the gossip queens, Mari. Well, I would say Akila is not a gossip queen. Akila is is the innocent bystander, the little mouse in her pocket. Mari, mm-hmm. that bitch will talk about everybody all the time, everywhere, no matter what. She is and isn't just, she like Lottie's biggest supporter? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. but now they're all kind of Lottie's biggest supporter, so it's hard to tell. But Lottie's got a following. She's she's yes. definitely got a following. She is an influencer of the wilderness <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, Mari, Mari and um, Akila, and I don't remember which other girl we're talking, but they were basically just, you know, saying something about like Missy's crazy enough to to kill her own best friend, and so Missy um, overhears that, and and basically their thing was um, she's not, you know, if she if she really cared about her, if she didn't do it, she would be looking for her. So Missy has this whole campaign. And she's like, we got to go look for her. Like, we got to yes. go look for her. Yes. And then the two youngest girls, day, deaf JV girls, right? Girls that we didn't get in first season, the one with the backwards hat. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I don't even know how to really explain her. She kind of, no offense, looks average. Um, they're talking and they're like, oh, well, would it be the worst thing if we found her dead? <laughs> right. 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 And I'm like, you know what? Say your truth, bitch. Like, so right. And also, I had to look this up because I was like, okay, when you're starving, how small does your stomach shrink? And can you even eat that much? Because I'm thinking about when they had their snacky and hands on Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, could they have even eaten all of that, like, without hurting themselves? Because, like, their stomachs have shrunken so small. And I looked it up. You cannot. Obviously, this is Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it's dramatized, but I like it did pique my interest because I'm like, okay, like how many people are there? Like, you know, like how much of this person are they having at a time? They like I feel like they could have saved Well I don't know. I mean, but then again, if we think about a person that was also a fellow starving girly, she did Mm -hmm. not have a lot of meat on her to begin with. And like Mm -hmm. you know, And she was already small and then to go starving for months and months, there probably wasn't a lot. I think that, but I do agree with you. There is like, there's a, there's a limit. There's something that like, I mean, I wonder if you can eat until your stomach explodes. I've heard that like cats can do that. I think it's true. I don't know if it can explode, but I think that you can overtake like in calories and like if your stomach is i don't know i thought i saw something that said it could kill you but you'll have to fact check me i didn't Mm -hmm. i wasn't looking for that specific information i was looking for other information yeah well it makes sense um yeah but i mean and then we have to think about also they're all starving at this point we're also coming out of the in this postpartum fucking fever dream is what it feels like but in this postpartum-ness episode Mm -hmm esque like what we're what we're seeing is likely days after shauna gave birth because there's a snowstorm and for the 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 idea that snow can get four feet high like it did i'm like that takes a really long time like that's that's a that's at least two days at least two days and that's if it's coming down hard so um 
So they're stuck, they're cooped in there. And then that's another, like, we can kind of count two to four days after the events that we've just seen. They all haven't eaten, they're all starving. And then we think about Coach Ben, which is a good just like segue into the next thing that we want to talk about, is Coach Ben also didn't partake in Snacky. He was not Mm -hmm. a part of that feast. So he is literally dying as we like sit here and talk about it. Ben is dying. He is on his and like the the man like, okay. so I want to talk about his almost like his hallucination. The hallucinations in the last episode of Paul, you could see like when they were doing like charades and game night and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you could see that like part of it was their apartment and part of it was the cabin. Like he was like, it was almost like he was picturing it while he was in the cabin and kind of mending the two worlds together, which definitely feels like hallucination. If you've ever had one, it's, it's very much, it's like a, it's like an awake dream. Yeah. Hallucination Um, and delusion. It's you're hearing and seeing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you're putting things there that aren't there, but you know, you're still in like, I think, I definitely think that does happen when you get really hungry. Oh, 100% it does. Yeah. Yeah. Happens um, when you get really cold too. Like if you're dying of cold, you see yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it happens like when you're dying in general. Like it, or like if like I know when you haven't slept, it can happen when you're it's cold. Yeah, like when you um yeah when you're hungry, etc. So like what I was saying, I think it was back in like episode four or five, um where he was just laying in bed the entire oh it was the baby shower episode whichever episode that was. Mm-hmm. Where he was just laying in bed, and like Travis goes in and catch, tra- checks on him, and he's just, that was when all the hallucinations about Paul started. Um, and I was thinking, I was like, oh, this feels like he's on his deathbed, and he's thinking about all the things that like he regrets mm-hmm. in life, and like that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, yeah, I agree. Deathbed kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just want to also say that the way that Ben shaved got up and then the the scream that he scrimped when he said Paul's name in his like delusion hallucination I felt that so fucking hard I I was like why is this so real but he's hallucinating it I hate this I know what a lovey it was beautiful though like at the same time well I was like why is this gorgeous it is that I didn't understand about it and what I'm like what I wrote in my like own notes was like, is this the wilderness that's telling? Because like Paul was basically saying in this hallucination, like answers the phone is like, he's not ready. And then like proceeds to be cryptic as fuck. And is like, you know, we don't need you anymore. Like it doesn't like, it's just basically saying like your time is now. And Mm -hmm. when Ben is standing after he calls Paul's name, after he's done freaking out, um he like has this sense of like relief on his face and i was like oh shit and then that's when he goes and shaves and then agrees for misty's you know like like lookout party like their search party yeah just so he can get away without anybody being there um because i feel like he just like knew like yeah now's the time i'm gonna kill myself like it's like he it was just it was very like is this Paul saying this? Is this you saying this to yourself? Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm good. I don't want to suffer anymore. Um, that's all this poor man has done since day one is fucking suffer. Correct. Correct. Um, 
And Van too. And Van has a moment with Ty in this that's very small. Mm-hmm. But she kind of says the same thing is like, we're kidding ourselves if we think it's if you know, we think it's gonna get any better than this. Like we're kidding ourselves if we think that like this is gonna turn out great because it's not. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm just like, maybe it's just like the the existential we're stuck. It's still fucking snowing. Like what day is it's probably April by this point, And they're still like, fuck, like if it's still snowing like this, we are fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Just that that situation, that hallucination of Paul, I was just like, OK, noted. I don't know what it means, but like, yeah, it was. It was very cryptic. Uh, I personally don't think it's the wilderness. I do think he's contemplating his life. I think that he's very hungry. I think he has only one leg left. He's probably tired of fucking struggling. Yeah. You know, and he probably, like, he's way older than all of them. So, like, Mm -hmm. his frontal fucking lobe cortex is way more developed. And he probably understands that way better than all of them. Like, we're probably not getting out of this. Like our chances are very slim at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. You know, after so many months, especially like, just imagine, just imagine you're going to lose hope. Like you're going to lose hope no matter who you are. And like, and now you don't have the mobility. Like this man can even fucking be busy with his time. All he can do is fucking read and yell at the girls. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I know. And he can't even Honestly, do that. The Love pussy that. is over. The pussy has overpowered him. He has no say in the matter. Yeah, because he, already, he can't overpower anyone else. He has no mobility. Yeah, if exactly. he had another leg, he would be able to fucking throw that bitch down and be like, "Shut the fuck up!" I this know. is what we're doing. Yeah, Mari has tried his life, I think, on multiple occasions, and I'm just like, "You stupid bitch! I can't wait no. for you to be pit girl. I'm done oh, with you now." Um, I used to really like Mari, but now I'm just like, you're just annoying and you're bad for morale and you're a cancerous tumor and I don't <laughs> want you here. We need to gut you out. Oh my God. Sorry. Already. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we know who Sam would eat first. <laughs> Mari, for sure. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah. I mean, Agreed. It probably would have been Crystal. So that's, that's the thing that I want to end this, this, uh, the postpartum conversation on, and we can get to like the really juicy stuff of this episode. But, uh, was just that when Misty finally, I mean, her acting of like, Crystal, Crystal. Oh my God. That was so great. I was like, Missy, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Jesus. She acted perfectly, though. But she did, but she oversold the... F- I mean, maybe it's just because I know, but I'm just like, dude, shut up. Sh-. Like, right. there's. I have had a very, very short tolerance threshold lately for shit like that. There have been... I am on a full Jersey Shore rewatch, and there are episodes that I have to skip because one person is being too annoying. And like I have that never level is too loud. I know. Well, Maddie, you know me. Have I ever yeah. skipped during a rewatch of No. Anything? I know. No. That's my, my, so threshold, my threshold is very low. I need a fucking vacation, is what is what my gut is telling me. But nonetheless, um Misty is able to like of like get you know extract Mari and Akila and go down to where she knows Crystal is good and dead and Crystal's not there anymore. Given they gave mm-hmm. four feet like the the snowstorm gave four feet of snow. It looked like so I'm just like maybe she didn't dig hard enough. You know I don't know. It's so is Crystal there? Is she not? I'm gonna go ahead and guess that she's not there. And the wilderness fucking took her. Or maybe wolves and bears. That would be the logical explanation. 
I think there's probably way more fucking snow than that. And like, she's probably just going to be frozen down there for a while. Yeah. You know, like, and then by the time it melts and like they've, I don't know, she's going to be decomposed and shit. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe I wasn't thinking about like, oh, when the snow actually melts because they're out there for a, a while longer. Ladies and gents, right. they're not they're not even on their first leg yet. They're on their they, I mean they're right. on their first leg. The first and imagine, leg like, if, it's, if it's deeper snow, you know that it gets compact and it just turns to ice down there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not soft fluffy snow for fucking 10 feet. And by the way, sorry, just a production note. That snow doesn't look like snow. It Oh, it, I thought it did, but I'm from Florida, so I don't know what snow <laughs> looks like. There, um, it, it does from afar when Ben is going to try to commit suicide. Um, oh, also, sorry if this is, we're not being sensitive at all about these topics. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Sensitivity warning. We are talking about yeah. suicide. Um, it's a little too late. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> when Coach Ben, he falls and when he gets up and like the way that even when they first go out and they're digging and they're fingers are exposed to the pan that they're using to mm-hmm. dig i'm like no that it, like a second trying like with your fingers in snow you are done with it you're you're freezing like you're yeah, absolutely are bright fucking red yes like, and i um it hurts yeah it it's fucking awful feeling it feels like there's n- like nails digging yes. into your fingers yes. like that it's it's that bad so the fact that like some of them are walking around without boots on. They're shoveling snow with like bare hands. Coach Ben falls in the snow and just sits there for a second. No, motherfucker. You, I don't care. You were trying to get out of that shit as fast as possible. Yeah. Like, yeah, even yeah. if you're about to go commit suicide, like, you still don't want to hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's just, it's just, a, there have been a couple different like production complaints, but it's because they're filming in a studio. There's only so much they can do. They're not going to actually put these people out in the fucking Manitoba no. in the middle of the mountains. Right. Fuck no. Anything could happen out there. They don't want to get inducted by the wilderness. Exactly. <laughs> fucking a. They might be making a story about it, but they don't want to live it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Um, are we oh gosh and i just i this is only something that i need to mention because it was so fucking funny when missy is trying to talk um coach ben off the ledge and she i think succeeds he does we just see him back up we don't see anything after that but she does say we will eat you i am actually not complaining i would love your high calorie butt me and that was one of the best lines of the episode of the series are you <laughs> kidding me the way she said butt meat was so funny because it was just very the t's were pronounced and i loved it i was like butt meat butt meat <laughs> and it was great she was so that was the funniest cutest most like reaching thing because she she was scrambling for what she could say to get him off the ledge and that was one of the funniest things she could have said. And it probably was something that like, like, and he was like, you know, eat me. It's fine. Tell everybody I'm gay. It's fine. Yeah. I don't care. But like thinking about Missy gnawing on his asshole, like that's, you know, know. Maybe, that's what, that, maybe that's when talked him off the ledge, not pushed him off, but like talked him off. Yes. Right. Wish yes. you would sit back from that ledge, my friend. 
Oh God. <laughs> but me and love it. Oh my God. That's so 90s of you. Thank you. Perfect <laughs> reference. They should have fucking played that. They really should have. They really should have. Um, oh. God, the songs in this one were good. We will get to them. But okay, I think that we're good with um with the postpartum, right? I yeah. mean, there, there was a lot that happened, but I think that that's more of like storytelling of what's to come. Whereas like present day, these bitches are getting into it now. Like they're getting oh into it. Oh yeah! Finally, so- they're all together. We love it. We love mm. a fucking group. We love a sleepover. Yes. Oh my god. Um, best horror-esque slumber party that ever fucking existed and van bought booze like she brought the booze and i'm like yes thank you van thank you for being yeah, the only one who had any sense exactly the thing is yeah. like they i guess they weren't necessarily checked at the door but nonetheless um well, i'm just like what did you guys think this was going to be like an easy reunion like it's going to be fun but like you guys are going to need a little bit of liquid courage to help y'all out to just like get through because like you're gonna also run into some hard shit yeah especially because they did an entire day of their like quote-unquote therapies right mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like they had a full experience a full day experience of the lottie camp you know mm-hmm. and then yeah and th- so they didn't like really like reconvene or like reunionize i don't know if that's a word but i'm gonna use it um you know until that night and like van was very much right to be like um you're gonna find me sitting by the fire drinking like this 750 milliliter fucking thing of vodka thank you yeah because her therapy assignment was forage and she forged it from her fucking truck oh my god we didn't even see her therapy assignment that's how awful it was (laughs) we didn't even get that but um yeah so actually like when we get together right it's not much but then lottie it's really just a lot of nat um talking lottie up which is really kind of interesting because Nat like yeah this is where like young Natalie and old Nat like not old Natalie Jesus I need to not say that present day Natalie are <laughs> like they're disconnect I mean they're not disconnecting for me a bit but it is like wow okay you have changed a lot because young Nat would never do some shit like this. But then present day Natalie is the is like Lottie's biggest advocate at this point. So mm-hmm. they convinced them to like, let's just go sit. And then Lottie shows her them, you know, the therapies. And we have um, Shauna. Wait, who picks first? Ty picks renewal first. Mm-hmm. Then, um, then Shauna picks self care. Then Misty tries to pick forage, but then um, Lottie is like, nope, Van, what do you want? And Van picks forage, and then Misty gets guidance. So mm-hmm. that's where we start off. And it's fun yes. that even just that first scene of them all together, actually like speaking amongst each other. Like I love the kind of like the messy dialogue, the people talking over people, interrupting that kind of stuff, because that's, that's real. Like I hate yeah. the, the back and forth pausing between saying things and whatever. Like I understand that that might be how some of your households are. Like everyone sits around a dinner and waits for another person to finish their sentence before they start speaking. Not me. Never, ever. Maddie and I interrupt each other all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just how it's like, I feel like that's 
at least that rings more true to me. So I loved the scene of just how messy it was and them trying to figure out Agreed. what they were going to do. And it felt uh, very agree. like it felt um, like, I don't know, like compatible. They just felt very compatible together. So this I agree was, with that. was really exciting to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and their therapies were really interesting too. Like, so we didn't get to see what Ty did because she probably actually did it. Um, well, we, we saw a bit. She was painting a house with what she called a makeup brush and it looked awful. But it was just a split second of her okay. having conversation. But we we mostly focused on Shauna and Missy, which I'm very happy about because I was very happy with both of their assignments. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Shauna's was really interesting. Uh, she had the goat and she had to take care of the goat, which yeah, I kind of understood that. Yeah, little Bruce. Yeah. I kind of understood that from the get. I was like, okay, like a small, innocent baby animal, you know, like that's going to help you just like remember what's important in life. Like this small thing doesn't deserve violence and cruelty. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, maybe neither do I. Like, I don't deserve that either because there's a small little lamb inside me too. Yeah, you know? yeah. And also just like the the idea of like um caring about somebody else more than you care about yourself, which I think that Shauna really needed because most of the decisions that she made in season one were very selfish. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, in in terms of like her against Jeff and her against Callie and her against even her own self, she was self-sabotaging like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, it was, it actually reminds me of when that one girl, I don't know her name, from Lottie's camp tries to give Natalie the goldfish. It's the same thing. And then Natalie, like, is just like, I'm going to kill you. It's, you're better off and then can't do it. And I think that that might have been one of the biggest, like, steps for her to be like, no, life is actually important and should be, right. you know, taken care of. And yeah. yeah, yeah, it is precious. And they make a few references to that. Even Misty says that to, Ben, when he yes. when she's talking him down from the ledge, you know she does say that I think verbatim, like life is precious, you can't just throw it away. Like we need you. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. It was really nice to get the side of Shauna because yeah. she, like, you know, she's been being shitty. So, like, it was nice yeah. to see her like kind of react in this way. It was more authentic than it's been. I, I think so too, and I think that the parallel of her having just dealt with losing a baby, and then even her saying, like, her trying to refuse the the baby goat Bruce in the beginning, like when the guy's trying to hand it to her, like, hey, you just got to take care of this fucking thing for you know, um, the day, and she's like, no, because you're gonna try to have me kill it, and she just immediately thinks like these brutal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um and and then he's like, okay, well you can do that or you can clean shit. Like what? Like what's your choice? And she's like, fine, I'll take the go. And he's the cutest little fucking babies. He's so he's cute. cute. He's so he's cute. So um, it was it was really nice seeing her. Like even when Misty comes and finds her as she's avoiding her own thing, which we will talk about next. Um, and then Shauna realizes that she lost it. Lost it, and she's like like looking for it and they're calling out Bruce and it just felt very like we have seen so many calling out scenes. Maybe that's why I was so fed up at, cause, cause we went from the postpartum Missy looking for Crystal mm-hmm. so like back and forth. And maybe like after they were screaming Bruce for a minute, them going 
to scream like back to to wilderness where they're screaming crystal maybe that's where i was just like i draw the line yes at search parties like i'm yes. done for this episode yeah. um but it was really well, her episode please thank literally, you literally like that's it that's the that's the max that's the capacity um but seeing shauna like actually worried about it and then even going beyond that of her um finding him knowing that he ate through rope Going back to the like stable manager, I don't know what they're called. Yes, called, the um, and being like, listen, this little dumb idiot ate fucking rope. So, and if you know, if I'm supposed to be taking care of him, then you need to look at it, like, and just demanding. And I loved that from her because I was like, okay, I want to see that compassion from you. Because even with Callie, we haven't really seen it. We haven't really seen this protective mama bear side come out. You know, we've seen her be so lax with Callie. Like, just like, Callie's going to do what she's going to do. Like, it's just almost like she's accepted her fate that Callie is going to do whatever she wants to do. And that Shauna has no, like, authority over oh it. God. You know, she talks, oh she calls her an asshole behind her back, but she doesn't actually do anything about it. Except for, like, when she's blackmailing her own daughter, which is not, you know, that was season one flashback. But, like, it was it was nice seeing her be maternal. And mm-hmm. it was, and then I think that with seeing um, Shauna, like, young Shauna lose the baby, feel very maternal, lose the baby, have that, like, fever dream of actually having the baby and feeling really maternal and having that connection. And then even mm-hmm. after the fact, like... It, it started to make the connection. If you guys have listened to the past the past couple episodes, I've complained a lot about how I don't think that the two care the young Shauna and um present day Shauna are connected. Like it's been mm-hmm. just like a disconnect in my head where I feel like now that I've saw I've seen Shauna be like present day Shauna be maternal with this goat, it started to connect the pieces. And I'm like, because present day Shauna, I realized didn't seem maternal at all for me. Like she mm-hmm. didn't seem like I'm doing any of this for my daughter or I care this much about my daughter. Or, I'm going to be strict about with my daughter. Like it was just, it, it felt disconnected. And so not only with the goat, but then she has this conversation with Lottie mm-hmm. and very vulnerable. And she kind of breaks down because she's holding the goat and she's like, I know you're going to make me kill him. And Lottie's like, we're not going to make you kill him. And then she, start, she just breaks down And, you know, and then she can relate that back to her own relationship with her own daughter. And it felt very real and very raw. And it gave me like present day Shauna Brownie points like no other because I was like, finally, we're seeing why there was such a fucking wall there between you being a mom. Like, yeah, yeah, it definitely, definitely shed some light on the situation, which I thought we would get, but like, it took a little while to get that side of Shauna and to like, understand what the fuck was going on with her. Truly, it was like, hard to read. I was like, what, what happened? Something else must have happened because like, there's such a strong disconnect. Mm hmm. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm glad. Um, I don't know. I thought the therapy was really good. And Speaking of her therapy, it was really interesting because Misty, you know, they they have a conversation that was mm-hmm. also quite vulnerable. Like, Shauna was very vulnerable with Misty about, like, what was going on with Adam. And I think that she was very vulnerable with Misty in a way that, that related to Misty, you know? Oh. 
Um, and I feel bad because I'm like, okay, Misty is psychotic for sure. Like she's mm-hmm. crazy as hell, but like she hasn't killed anyone. And that's true. Yeah, it is true. It's true. You know? I was thinking about it, even in terms of Crystal, um, if uh, like based on the U.S. Uh, judicial system, I know we have listeners that aren't in the U.S., but based on what Madison and I know um, of the system, mm-hmm. it probably would be under the court of the U.S. law, uh, involuntary manslaughter, what Misty did to Crystal. So not murder. She wouldn't mm-hmm. be on trial for murder. So Missy is not a murderer. She did not kill Crystal. She involuntarily happened, like she involuntarily did shit that made Crystal die. <laughs> Just to put it into those words. Right. Um, but yeah, no, she's not a murderer. And but like I still think even though Shauna was vulnerable with Missy, she was not completely truthful. She still is sticking by the story that Adam attacked her and he absolutely did not. She was the aggressor in the situation full full force. So I still think that there's that part of it that she is not really accepting within herself that she did do something. And I think it's it's just guilty conscience, right? She's telling mm-hmm. herself this because she found the Yellow Jackets books and because, you know, all the reasons, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Shauna is still basically like, yeah, he attacked me. He didn't attack her, though. She right. she had no like legit threat from him. There was nothing threatening from him. Um, I think that she was threatened by how close they were, and I think that she, um, you know, I don't know, just like she got ha- yeah, she got herself. Very similar to Missy and Walter, which I think that if we're off the topic of Shauna, um, at least until no. later when we mm-hmm. talk about the girlies. Um, we can switch right into Misty's therapy, which was guidance. Yes. Um, Holy yeah. fucking shit. This was great. This was so funny and wild. And I really want to start off this segment by saying I usually hate like a musical moment in a show that doesn't have music in it. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? But I think it's because it takes over the whole episode. And I'm like, oh, I didn't want like a whole album for this one hour episode. I don't need this. This was a nice short version of that. And it was so fucking nice. Like it was just very palatable for me. Yes. I was like, thank you. I love this. I needed this. And I think it was super appropriate for her character. Yeah. Because she was a little weirdo. And like it, Caligula, the theater, the musical theater songs it was yeah. just very on par for her it does. yeah exactly when you think about um i didn't well so missy avoided the sensory tank like no other and i think i would too um because you know you never know what's gonna come out when you're just I there love with it. Your thoughts. yeah so uh, maddie and i have had this conversation we had this conversation after the episode um a couple nights ago but um, yeah, no, I would be terrified of it. Not because I, I've killed anybody and I would be afraid of that coming back to haunt me, but just like, you don't know what's going to come out in the dark. I'm scared of the dark, ladies and gentlemen. I am almost 30 years old and I'm so scared. I'm scared of the dark, but I feel like I love the silence of like being underwater. Like that is very peaceful to me. I'm like, shut the fuck up world. Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I guess. 
like the sound of underwater, but I think I, I don't know. There's something about the stillness of that water that I'm like, does it even sound like anything? I I don't know. I digress. No, it just, it doesn't sound like, it just sounds like, it just sounds like a tone. And also my other favorite feeling in the world is buoyancy. I love feeling buoyant. It's cool. No yeah. gravity. You're light as fuck. I feel like I would love the think tank. Are you oh kidding me? God. Get in here. Well, nonetheless, I, I understand Misty avoiding it like the plague. Um, so, And she did. And then when she finally gets in it, it's fucking wonderful. I also agree with you. I hate a random musical, <laughs> like a full entire hour episode of just yes. musical. And I'm just like, what is going on? Um, there and there's a lot of times, not even just musicals, but there's a lot of like shows that just throw in like a really random episode. And sometimes I love it if it's done correctly, like not correctly, but if it's done in a way that I like. Um, and sometimes I hate it. And in this case, I loved it. It felt like that was, and actually, I haven't timed when that started and when it ended. But it felt like uh, an intermission of a theater show. It felt like you had yes. the first act and then you have mm-hmm. this musical performance, which normally your intermission is like you go out, smoke a cigarette, you go to the concession mm-hmm. stand, you go to the bathroom, like you take your break and then you come back for the second half of the show. This felt like the the opposite. Like it was the, the sh- like the go out, smoke a cigarette, talk, go to the bathroom and then musical and then again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really, I think it was really well placed. I think that they did, it was very funny, um, that we had a live action Caligula, AKA Johnny Mitchell. Um, it was, it was great. I loved like when she first got in there, it like, she had like some scary, scary little things like of like a, what are those fishies called? The ugly ones that like are at the bottom Nope. Anglerfish. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, she got like like little scaries, little scaries. And then she like sat up and then sat back down and you know, and then immediately fucking like life size Caligula. And it was fantastic. Caligula. Yeah, it was really fucking good. Um, I loved the number, the song, what he was saying was funny as hell. I did really like that it was kind of like almost like i don't know it felt like because he was dressed up i don't know it was giving drag but like drag from like a really wise drag performer who's like listen bitch like this is what you need to do to get through fucking life i don't know if it like had that like very like elder giving like passing down wisdom vibe for me like Like i mentor quality yeah, and like, but like, I don't know, like industry backstage type of shit, like just mm-hmm. like a piece of knowledge that you're like, oh, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I really liked that, the way that they like kind of made that feel. It felt very, um, just like memorable for like the the person. Yeah. Um, and I think that's relatable because we all go through moments like that, like in our lives. So mm-hmm. I really, really like that. Although I do want to just circle back to the name Caligula because we haven't yeah. talked about it yet. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, well, I mean, first, before you say what you say, I'm going to say the facetious thing that adults are, are life-size, uh, Caligula said, just to, just to start you off. So John Cameron Mitchell is playing life-size Caligula um, after his cute little musical number. Um, Missy has this like vision that she goes backstage to talk to him in the dressing room, and he says... Uh, like you named me after a Roman, a fallen Roman emperor that was wrongly accused of, you know, heinous acts. Right. So then Maddie was like, well, <laughs> so here yeah, you go. <laughs> is fucking terrible. Not a good guy. Um, I think they called him like mad. I think they like, I don't know. He was tyrannical, murderous did debauchery like look him up on wikipedia he was bad motherfucker i'm not even gonna lie um he only ruled for four years he was so bad then he got assassinated and he was the first emperor to roman emperor to ever be assassinated like imagine starting that streak off yeah fucking horrible person so yeah Yes. So, um, you know, Misty, I'm I'm truly rooting for her, but like they're all she's bad. Skewed. She is a skewed, she's got a skewed brain. So yes. we have all this. We also have um Walter who is doing his cute little little fucking can can dance the yeah. entire time. It's very funny and very endearing, and it was so entertaining. Um, and then she then there's like a little bit where she gets goes on stage and he's doing um morse code to her via the phone mm-hmm. which is fucking very cute and like so them um and as much as i think that they are perfect for each other she gets out of this tank and immediately thinks i'm in love with him let me go call him and she yeah. leaves him a fucking voicemail like the thing that you said, yes, it's actually true. And I'm sorry. I think, you know, basically, like, basically, young Missy again telling Crystal on the ledge, hey, uh-huh. by the way, I'm the reason all of us are still here. Ha ha ha. And yep. like, her little, like, <laughs> yes. like, that fucking laugh that she does. Yes. And I'm like, is she repeating the same mistake? What do you think, Maddie? Like, is that... Yes, I full-heartedly believe she is being loose as fuck with Walter. Like, she is being a little fucking whore with her mouth. And she's not even... They're not even (laughs) having pillow talk yet. Like, they're not even fucking... That's when you exchange the good information. I know. You know? Like, that is how you take down an empire. Oh, my God. Do you think she's a virgin? Sorry. No, I don't think so. She's giving me Steve Carell in Forty Year Old Virgin, one hundred percent. Maybe, yeah. Actually, Sorry, I didn't mean to throw that in to screw up your thought process. But- no, it's okay. Um, fuck, that did screw up my thought process. Oh my god, no, <laughs> she's. You said that she was being a whore with her mouth, and I'm like, you know, I don't know. Maybe she's. Maybe she's. You know, I don't know. She doesn't. Maybe she doesn't know what pillow talk is. I she, even if she's had sex, she has no idea what pillow talk is. No one has ever yeah. stuck around long enough to have pillow talk with her. Yeah, no, obviously. But my the my point is is loose lips sink ships, and she is being loosey goosey, willy nilly. She's like, yeah, everything is true. I'm pretty sure that's how they're gonna find Adam 
because of the end when Shauna picks that phone call up. I think it's him. I think he's, and also like, he's just like, he loves mysteries and solving things. Like more than that, he just wants to solve it. Fuck Misty. I know. I don't think he he likes her, but he likes solving mysteries more. Oh God. You know, I I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I didn't actually think about it. I did my second rewatch um, just before you jumped on and I knew that that was a question I wanted to ask you, but I didn't put any thought behind it myself yet. Mm-hmm. And now hearing you talk about it, I'm like, fuck. Yes. Like, this is going to be so bad. This is going to be so yep. bad. Miss, yep. And it's not even like she like number one phone call like just bad news bears. Don't say yeah. pri- like don't say personal shit over the phone and make sure that this motherfucker who is a citizen detective as you are doesn't have a recorder in his pocket right like just no devices allowed if i'm gonna confess to anything like that's number one number two she left it on a goddamn voicemail and yes she didn't give away anything and anything nothing would be admissible because it's all hearsay like she's protected in that realm but she also just put a huge fucking target on her back from one Walter who is a detective or wants to be at least. The other thing is like, I question, you know, the thing that I question the most about him is like, Missy's got a full-time job and being a detective is just her hobby. Walter doesn't have to work because apparently he inherited millions from a fucking bridge collapse or some shit. Right. Mm hmm. Why doesn't he try knowing that he's loaded? If he actually wants to do this, why doesn't he try to get paid for it? Like he has nothing to lose. He doesn't have a full-time job. He doesn't have to like, 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 I don't know. Missy would have to like quit her job, go back to school, do all this shit. Walter just sits around doing nothing, but like, you know, is on Reddit. Like I put the fun and dysfunctional fucking what a loser. No offense. To anybody that might oh, have a fun name like that. This is actually a very fun name, but like I'm yes, trying to I'm trying to not like this guy. And after that dance musical that he did, I it's hard. It gets harder it's and hard. harder episode. I know. It's very he's very cute. It's annoying. Um, but it's not gonna be so cute when we found out that he gave up Misty. So don't worry. We'll get our hate fuel, I hope. Yes. Um, um Okay, let's. I mean, I think that we're good with the therapies. Is there anything else that you want to add? Oh, by the way, uh, I mean, we're happy that Bruce made it. We're so happy yes, that Bruce, Bruce made it. The little yes, cute baby. Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't really like seeing animals getting hurt in movies and shows, even if they are really CGI. Like, I fucking hate it. God, I hate it. I'll never forget, and this is not a spoiler, but just to do a throwback to Lord of rings rings of power they had strung up the horse on like a i don't know he was like floating through the air like on a crane like they took it to the cows and it was fine it was cgi but i was also yeah. like don't horses don't like that yeah okay. i know Anyhow. exactly yeah it was just also um you know not to turn this downwards but like horses actually were hurt on that set which i'm very upset about and i almost like entirely regret even doing that because I'm like, I do not in any way condone the harm of animals or people or anything alike on the sets of shows. So Bruce was great. Bruce Bruce looks great the entire time and we are happy about it. 
Gobers. What I'm actually worried about is fucking Steve the dog and Sammy. Oh, God, because like, yeah, where, where the Sammy? hell are they right now? Yeah, who's watching them? Simone in a coma. In a coma. Oh. Yeah, like what the fuck? Gee, you know. So, anyways, I digress. It's something I don't know if <laughs> it's on the back of my to that eventually. Hope, I mean, fucking hopefully, we thought Steve would have a better life. We hoped that Steve would have a better life. And now he's just the poor thing, you know? The poor thing, living on edge every single second of every single day. He's a new home every day. Good God. Yeah. Trauma. Well, okay. Well, that brings us right into the girlies' reunion, baby. Yes, it does. (laughs) Yeah, this was super fun and i just want to touch on the first thing of like just kind of like how you mentioned the dialogue earlier and how organic it was but like just the montage of them dancing and drinking and talking and like how like i don't know like quick it was and like how passionate they were with each other and like touching one another and like i don't know i really liked that and i felt it felt super organic to me yeah um i thought they captured that really beautifully yeah Agreed. Um, so they did, I've seen some interviews, um, with that cat, the adult cast and they were talking about how fun it was to shoot those scenes. It's really nice watching like their like press junkets and the PR around the show and them doing like interviews and stuff and them actually being together and them actually like getting along and, and it feels as organic. There's a lot of times where like there are shows with like, especially like an ensemble cast where like they're afraid to kind of speak over one another or they like it just feels kind of awkward there might be like some there's just weird tension in the air whenever i see these ladies together they're all very comfortable with each other they are all like dying to talk and talk about their stories together whenever and all of them have said like it this was their favorite time filming was when they all actually got to be together which is really nice because and kind of shows that like they all actually get along in real life, which is nice because like when you bring that back to the screen, you can see it. And um, and I think that all of them, yeah, it just looks like they really, really enjoy their time. Also, um, like the just the mo- there's two montages. The first one where um, they're you know it's it's a it's it, there's a song called "Free" by Florence and the Machine. Um, and it's a fantastic song. Uh, also, so there's three songs that I'm recommending. There's the Nirvana song that I talked about earlier, Something in the Way. There's Free by Florence and the Machine. And then there's Lightning Crashes, which we will get to because that is a big, big one for me. But Free by Florence and the Machine is playing while they're all just like at first together. And they're like, lot. they're all sitting around. You know, Van's got the bottle of vodka that's being passed around to everybody but Natalie. Which, I mean, good for her and good for the group, probably. Yeah. Um, And then Lottie comes back and, you know, is like, oh, you should leave. And everybody's like, no, bitch, we just got here. Literally. We're not going. Yeah, exactly. Like, come say, you just made us do grueling work for fucking like 18 hours. Like, you better come fucking sit, right? So, um, so then, yeah, it's just, it's this very nice moment of them just all laughing together and, and being with each other. And, um, and then they get into some conversation. It feels very much like never have I ever, you know, that kind of thing of just like sitting in the, like around a group and like 
you know, and then there's another, we're just going to talk about the montages right now. So then there's the second montage where the song lightning crashes by live, um, plays. And this song I thought was going to play while Shauna was in labor because we all knew that Shauna was going to go in labor this season. Mm-hmm. So I thought, and the, the song is all about, um, like a woman giving birth, but like the reincarnation aspect of like, um, or like, I guess the yin and yang give and take aspect of like one baby's born, but like one person also dies when that, like, it's just, it's very much like a circle of life song, um, which I thought, like I said, was going to play when Shauna was giving birth because specifically it's my baby song so like my mom it came out the the year that i was born 1994 it's a song that like my mom dedicated to me as like her you know being pregnant mm-hmm. and having me in 1994 um yes i'm a baby for anybody that's older that's listening and yes i'm mm-hmm. older than you for anybody younger that's listening i fucking hate saying my age for that reason i'm like yes i'm here <laughs> um but it so that was it. I was I was wondering after Shauna's labor if they were gonna find a way to sneak. Like I don't like I didn't know. It was like oh shit. Okay, we lost our opportunity. They're not gonna play it. This was a perfect way to play it because this was not only was it their montage of them. It's snowing outside. You know they're up, they're dancing, mm-hmm. and then snowing outside. They go up by the fire pit and they're just in, embracing one another. But then also we're flashing back to like the wilderness where Shauna is so enraged and Misty starts humming this song, like a fucking asshole idiot that she is, because why would you do that? And Shauna is just sees red and ends up beating the shit out of Vladi. So it was very cool. And I think it was a very good use of that song specifically to show like the, the pain and then the reward like the Mm -hmm. the balance of both things like the you know the negative and that i felt like it was a very good like touch point of them like healing in in present day as they were failing in wilderness yeah yeah Um, Sorry, that was a whole thing. That no, just- that's really interesting. That's really interesting. I didn't catch that or make that connection. Um, I fucking love it. But yeah, like it definitely was nice to have them together. It felt very like, I guess we can kind of get into Lottie right now because mm-hmm. when she is talking with her therapist, I think the therapist says something along the lines of like, oh, like it sounds like to me like when you're you're saying that like when you're with these women, like you feel like your most authentic self. You're free. Yeah. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but yes, like very. And honestly, I really liked that because I was like, Oh, like that's probably pretty true for like a lot of women and maybe even Mm. some men, you know, like whatever, like when you're with somebody that you truly love and you like, you're just truly comfortable around, you know, like, I don't know. I think that's really special. Yeah. When you can just be your absolute self. And then also like your most, I mean, I like what I got from it was like, you're probably your most yourself when you're at your most, um, like, I don't know, like survival 
probably right like we like i don't know i think about like humans a lot like how we were as like hunter gatherers right and like that's like the epitome of our being is like this fight or flight this like comfortable and then not comfortable this um needing to survive etc cetera, etc cetera. like it wasn't until the last 2000 years of the thousands the unteenth fucking thousands of years that humans have been alive it wasn't until the last 2000s that we actually had the like the accommodations that we didn't have to go out and kill something or or forage for something to live right we didn't have houses and we didn't have anything we didn't have electricity until like less than a thousand like 200 years ago i I don't know if that's true but like it's it's close right i don't know if that's exact don't blame me you know yes but it's like we're living in modern day luxury of not having to worry like am i gonna die today am i gonna eat today am i gonna whatever so mm-hmm. i think that like when you know what that that what i got from it and what this therapist slash non-therapist because it turns out it wasn't actually a therapist there was saying is like you were at your like your most I don't know like your first self like your like what's the I don't know the word I'm looking for but like the um you know I don't know like you were just at your truest self because that's your truest in nature mm-hmm. and that's a lot of what Lottie preaches amongst everybody both then and now is you know you're your most you're your you're your truest self when you are in the situation where like you have to make these big decisions on what lives and what dies and how you're going to survive and all this stuff which is again like just going back to like the very first thing that we kind of see Lottie doing is like burying somebody alive right it like it sparks that holy shit right and it's yeah. it's a lot like that just the theory of like going and standing as close to the edge of the cliff as you can as you're comfortable with where it like spikes that adrenaline and that anxiety because like we should be having that like we should get that because that's what makes us feel like we're alive that's what keeps us going so I think that that's kind of the therapy you know so that's kind of what I got from it she does say um this like quote-unquote therapist you tell me does you tell me does a hunt that has no violence feed anyone and I thought that that was That's very. That's it turns into the antler queen, though. Yes, yes. Which, yeah. I mean, but the therapist wasn't there to begin with, so I think that right. You know, Which will like I do want to talk about that a little bit. So, um, first of all, the way that Lottie, uh, present day Lottie, acted that out, like that little like tilt, pit, like rock that she did, like realizing that the therapist has not been there the whole time. Yeah, that was so compelling. Mm-hmm. Acted it well. That was just so spot on. So kudos to her and that actress. Like very, very good work. Um, but I also just wanted to say, this is, you know, for me, this was probably the most jarring part of the episode. It was so interesting, and it made me think. I'm like, okay, so obviously, this particular therapist that came in and took over for your therapist that is on sabbatical that you've been seeing for however long before, like pretty much since you were a kid, she hasn't been there the whole time. So I'm wondering, has the other therapist been there, you know? And also everyone in the group was like, wasn't she just in the loony bin? So if she was, how did her loony ass finagle her way out of it by being 
Like, I feel like, okay, you know when people say, like, when you're smoking weed, you, like, you smoked yourself sober? I'm like, can you crazy your way sane? I mean, I don't know. That's the thing is, like, that's, it's just a big-ass question mark. I think that... Um, in terms of this therapist, I don't know for sure because like the, this therapist specifically, like the difference between the first time that she saw this therapist and this time is that the first time she went to said office, this time it was in her own office. So it was like, she was like, she like kind of came out of it in her own office, thought that she was talking to somebody and that person wasn't there. But that person did look like the same person that she was talking to before. And the person before was also saying some shoddy ass shit, like you should embrace your visions and blah, Mm -hmm. you know, which, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a great question because no one, no one knows. I don't know. Right. And, and the, the other part of that question is if the therapist wasn't there, is it the wilderness talking to her or is it just she has mental problems that have been undiagnosed and mistreated? This is the first episode of this season where I was like the wilderness has nothing to do with any of this shit, and which was nice. It was a refresher because we got real, real, real like spiritual wilderness-esque like this is con- – and, and honestly, and even though – if you, if whoever's listening to this, if you have listened from season, from episode one of season two, you know that I was on the bandwagon of this being supernatural from the beginning. And then it got real, real out of hand. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a lot. This is a lot. Like, make it believable, make it a mystery still, like, make it something. This is the first episode that I think that I was like, wow, okay, yeah, this is a fucking, this is a big-ass question mark, and I love it because I don't want to know. I want to be, I want to question myself. I want to question everything. Yeah, this moment kind of reeled back in that argument for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, you know, I'm always more on the side of logic. There were some crazy things that happened as of recent that I was like, hmm, like, those are hard to explain with logic, but I still wanted to err on the side of that. Now I'm kind of even. Like, I'm like, okay, like, especially with Lottie, it's so hard to tell. I'm like, you know, is this all just unresolved shit or, you know, did you guys experience something? Yeah. I'm, um, at this moment in time, I'm airing on the side of, um, this is all PTSD and Mm -hmm. they are all, I mean, even they've said it, like, why not take this time to heal together? Mm -hmm. And I think that that was a big indicator that like they're all going through shit. They're like, and it's it's different for everybody, but it's it's also personal, and it's all involving one another, right? Like, and we're starting to see. And I think that you know, with these last couple episodes of the season, they felt like slow and like filler. But I think it's given us a lot of context of like Nat has a personal relationship with Lottie. Missy has a personal relationship with Lottie. Like the, Shauna has a personal relationship. Like all of them have their very interpersonal, very traumatic and building relationships with one another that like I don't think any of them have healed from. So like this, it feels now in this episode more like this is PTSD, it's trauma, it's um, it's mental like health issues and and you know, like what specifically with Ty and Lottie. 
I'm like, it feels more like that. It doesn't feel supernatural at all. Um, and so I'm happy about that. I'm happy that there's now smoke back in the air on this topic. And it's not so like, wow, okay, it's obvious that they're going this way. Great. Yeah. Like the, It just made it less interesting, I feel like. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's really, it's fun. It was fun. It was really nice seeing the girlies back together. It was nice seeing them actually enjoy themselves together. It was nice seeing them enjoy snow together. That was fun. Like, oh my God, it's snowing. And I'm like, I thought you, like, I figured all of them would move to fucking Costa Rica after that shit to never see snow again. Exactly. You know, for the fact that they they were able to embrace it and love it and go dance around the campfires like a bunch of fucking Dionysus assholes, yes. like a bunch of fucking maynads that they are. Yep. Um, yeah. The my I think my lingering question and will probably always be my lingering question because I don't know if it'll it'll ever be answered is why twenty five years later? Yeah. Why, why now? Yeah. You know? Why now? I'm not mad about it, you know? Yeah, and okay, so just, I think we need to cover the last thing that happened in the episode, which was Shauna getting the phone call from her husband, Jeff. Well, yeah, so that was the preview, very, very quick fucking, like, 30 to 45 second preview that we got for the next episode, episode eight. Jeff calls Shauna there at the retreat and says, hey, you know that guy... That but that's you, the end of the episode. No, it's the preview. Is it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, he calls her and um basically says that they found parts of Adam's body, which clearly means his torso, because that's all that Misty brought somewhere that wasn't incinerated. So hmm. you know, I don't know. We're going to have that to deal with. Yeah. And that was going to come up eventually. Well, yeah. I mean, and then like shout out to all the Redditors that were like, um, Misty with the torso as if this artsy ass motherfucker doesn't have tattoos everywhere. Like what? You can't. A torso is, is unidentifiable without permanent ink. (laughs) If someone had talked about. Why yeah. the fuck didn't they scalp his torso? That sounds harsh, but Shauna literally in, in like episode three talked about have you ever skinned a person alive? I, I know. Yeah. Like she talks this big game and it's like and like what the fuck? And then and she's an I, idiot. I know, I know. So I feel like Missy fucked up by calling Walter and leaving him a goddamn voicemail like we're fucking 80. Um, and, uh, you know, so that was mistake number one. Well, mistake number one was burying a torso with tattoos on it. Mistake number two was calling Walter and leaving it a voicemail. Mistake number three was, it should be mistake number one, is Shauna doing it in the fucking first place? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I knew you were going to end on that. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So we're going to see what happens. Um, Obviously, the group finds out together. Everyone's going to be in on it next week. Mm-hmm. And Van is visibly like, what the fuck were you guys doing? She's upset. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle this. I know there are. Are they going to kill this cop? Is is a fucking detective douchebag going to fucking meet his end? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, are they going to kill Goth Kevin? I I doubt it. Maybe they will solicit Natalie to come seduce Goth Kevin while they kill Officer Douchebag. And I think that, you know what? I think that Callie's, like, her limelight is not over. I feel like she's not I feel like if anyone's going to kill anyone, it's going to be Callie. And I'm excited for it because I'm like, like mother, like daughter, mm-hmm. baby. The apple ain't falling far from this tree, baby. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, I'm just, yeah, I'm here for Callie and her fucking reign of... Yeah, that's food. how she gets inducted into the group. I mean, she should you be. You fuck him and then you fucking kill him. Praying she, mantis style, baby. Yes, she is It's so smart. And, you know, and that's the thing is, like, I love that she is just doing whatever Shauna tells her because she's like, she wants a mom, you know, and mm-hmm. Shauna is finally being a mom by being truthful. And as much as we all like don't agree with the way that it all happened, I think that it was nothing but good for them. Because now <laughs> Callie is being a little boss ass bitch herself. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's toxic of us to say, but agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So um everybody, join us next week while we discuss episode eight and follow us on our newly rebranded social platforms. Which is HB Hose Pod across all the things. Thank God. We Wow. Yeah. yeah. We fucked that up so much for you guys. We're so sorry. <laughs> We're so sorry. But now you can find us so easy at HB Hose Pod. Pod, baby. P O D. P O D. Yeah. So right. hopefully that'll be easier. Um, thanks for hanging. We'll see you next time. Love you, bitches. Bye. Bye. <laughs>